couple of um, housekeeping notes uh, since my uh, wife did kind of bust me out on the, the February thing. Um, I was the one that said yes of letting her go. It happened to George and Terry, and then it fell on Valentine's Day. But usually I, I usually give her something like a card or something that slide in her um, backpack or luggage. And, uh, you know, just to let her know that, you know, hey, baby, I love you. And, you know, we're going to eat when, we, when you get back. And, you know, you'll get flowers when you get back because it's kind of crazy for me to have a dozen or two dozen roses. And I'm like, there's nobody in the house but me. <laughs> what am I going to do? Maybe I'll just call Bree and say, hey, Bree, uh, just kind of, uh, yeah, come in the door, act surprised, and then leave, you know, <laughs> to have some, you know. But anyway, uh, and an, another housekeeping thing, when uh, Kamika said, uh, when they uh, OC showed the game, if you look at it, when they both played last time, they ran the same play that they scored the winning touchdown on, but it was on the other side. If you go back and look at it, it's the same play the Chiefs ran where the receiver doubled back and went the other way and caught the ball. He did it on the other side when they first played each other. Amen. And then also, yeah, like she said, with the, uh, um, the road out there, it's uh, a couple of times that I've been here and came through. Uh, me and Troy seen that. One guy decided he was going to go as far as he could and then veer to the right and then let us go through that we had the right of way. And then one day, one day I was coming down and some car was just, he just made me just go in the gravel. I'm like, okay, you win. You win. You win. Playing chicken, you win, you win, I'm done, you win. But anyway, um, just y'all just be, be safe out there because, you know, our, our, our friends, our neighbors, um, sometimes they get a little anxious and sometimes they, you know, they want to get that way instead of going around like the rest of us do and be patient, amen? Um, to the online family and to the family that's here, God bless you. May you be blessed on today. Um, as normal preachers, as we normally would say, uh, I won't be before you long. So um, I'm gonna give you the um, give you the title, uh, Victory Mindset, and I'm done. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I wish it was that easy. Amen. I wish it was. <laughs> be like, Phew. Lord, go ahead, Holy Spirit, just go. Put them all out to sleep and be like, All right, babe, hurry up, let's go. Let's go, let's go eat. Amen. All right. So, Victory Mindset. Um, what Rhonda had, the one song, whoo, man. He was kind of all up in, in the sermon and everything. And then even when we were driving in today, um, uh, Dr. Jeremiah, he was talking about the mind. That's right. And uh, so my title is uh, Victory Mindset on today. And we're going to start um, at uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. New King, the King James Version, 2 Corinthians 4, I mean 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, and it reads, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, yes. but they're mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and being into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Yes. 
So that lets us know that our God, no matter what, and he says we can't fight with carnal stuff, so I can't get mad at somebody and then go get in my uh, truck and then hit them with it. So I got to do... I got to do it the other way. Amen. So I'm just trying to keep you all awake, all right? So I can't. Young man, that's, what, that's what's called carnal. So you, you, when, you, when you're carnal, you know, just, you, you, you don't do as the Spirit and the Lord says. You be like, you know what? What did you say? Okay, I'm going to let you feel what's going on. Amen. But, you know, he said, take <laughs> everything. Bring everything captive to the thoughts and in obedience of God. So make sure when we're doing the stuff that we're doing, that we're doing it in obedience of God. We're making sure that we're making our Lord and Savior happy. Amen? Because we have to. Because uh, our dad can uh, be real vindictive and he can, uh, you know, he can let us know that he's dad. Amen? Um, we are in a battle in the, warfa in the warfare uh, with the enemy who wants to do us harm. But we cannot fight with the weapons of the world. As I said, Dodge Ram, pedestrian. We can't do that, amen? We can't do that, amen? <laughs> so we, we, have to fight the, we have to fight this fight spiritually and pulling down strongholds in our mind. Um, our, thoughts, uh, our thoughts can be like a roller coaster. It could be like a roller coaster ride. And everybody that's been on a roller coaster, who likes to ride? I know, I know my sisters, and uh, my my nephew, and niece, and you know they riders. They ride, and I'm a rider too. So we riders. So you know when you're on a roller coaster, you know they strap you in, and then next thing you know, you know you, they twist you, they turn you, they turn you up and down, and there's some highs and there's some lows, and you're like, whew, let me get off this thing. But that's how it is with the strongholds, and that's what's in our mind a lot of times when we're going through our ups and downs through everything. It's just like being on a roller coaster where you're turning, twisting, you don't want to, you want to try to get off this ride, but you know, you gotta, you gotta stay strong and stay fast, amen? Uh, the power that is inside of us um, keeps us, the power that's inside of us keeps us from the wild thoughts that uh, we have and the unbelief that can hold us back. Now we know that a lot of times that uh, we, we, you know, don't, don't look at me because I'm not looking at you, but we know some of the thoughts that we have, folks, that can, if we could really, you know, say what we wanted to say, um, yeah, the apostle would be like, I need to holler at you for a minute, you know, what, what, what did you say, what? I mean, sometimes when we were up here praying with people and some of the stuff that some folks may say, you're like, what? I don't know if I'm going to touch and agree with that. But anyway, um, the thoughts will hold us back, and, and our unbelief will, will hold us back as well. Um, from being uh, everything that God wants us and needs us to be, amen, as our, as our walk with Christ, amen. Um, I hope today to identify um, good habits to win the war of the mind and to cast down the strongholds. Um, the, mind is, the mind is where... You secure your victory that already that's already ha that already has been won. Amen. Amen. The mind is where you secure your victory that has already been won. Yes. Don't let the enemy fool you and say that you haven't won because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Right, folks. Amen. So he said that. Amen. And the mind is where 
we can be robbed of our victories. So if you're like a 49er fan, being a 49er fan, you're going to say, well, man, we got robbed because we didn't know the rules. And kind of like if you was here uh, last week when Pastor Kamika said there's a, there's a difference between hearing and listening. So I think they was, I think they were listening, but they didn't hear uh, because the coach knew what was going on and the players got up there and then there was a kid that was a Harvard grad and don't be a Harvard grad and go up there and say, hey, uh, I didn't really know what's going on, you know, with, with the rules. And I'm like, whoa, bro, you're a Harvard grad, you know, don't, don't, don't do that. Maybe if you was in JUCO, then, you know, say that, you know, you, that you, you know, you didn't know what was going on. But anyway, let's move on. All right. So um, the mind that um, we'd be robbed of the victory and an ultimate defeat as well. We want to have a victory mindset. Amen. A victory mindset. Sorry for the 49er fans. I'm a Steeler fan, so I'm still salty too because we was at home as well. But we was watching the game and it was fun. Okay, uh, before we move on, um, the definition of a mindset um, is an habitual, habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. Say that again. A habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. So, when you uh, are at home, or when you go to church, or when you go to work, or when you're talking to somebody on the phone, sometimes the, uh, what, what you hear and, the res- and might be the response that they get, amen? So we kind of got to watch what we say or do, because if we claim that we are followers of Christ, we have to have the uh, right characteristics and have that great mental makeup, amen? So, if, uh, so a few things, the word habitual means doing something constantly, a pattern, and persistent behavior. How many people know that we have people that are amongst us and um, sometimes we do it ourselves, that we, we do stuff that we're not supposed to do, but we do it anyway? And we and even though we, we repent and we do it, but we constantly go back to the same problems or the same situation, and the behavior doesn't change. What it is, I forgot what scripture said, but the dog will go back to his vomit. You know, so the same same behavior. So if we don't change our mindset, we ain't gonna get the we ain't gonna get the results that we need, people. Amen. So the. Uh, for the behavior part, and uh, I was asking the I was asking the Lord, really, should we do that? Yeah, okay, this might be fun. So, as a kid, do you remember uh, when we were getting in trouble? And if if you forgot how to get in trouble, or you're grown now and you don't get in trouble anymore, God kind of blessed us with children, and they kind of blessed us with grandchildren, and He blessed us with. Of God children. He blessed us with everything. And if we forgot that we used to act up, our kids will let us know that you haven't 
fell that far away. My God. You haven't. You haven't fell that far away. Let me tell you, player, okay, just be around some kids long enough, and then you go, oh, man. But then if you talk to your parents and your parents are still around or somebody that knows you that's older, they're like, you was the same way. The same way, a knucklehead, you was the same way. Hard-headed, you was the same way. So, you know, like I said, with the kids, so, uh, like I said, just a quick reminder, there's those very famous words that all of us adults use right now since we have kids and we're blessed with kids and grandkids and godkids and everything else in between is that those, those favorite words is no, stop, don't, don't touch, put... Oh my God, put it down, put it down. Oh my God, they're gonna tear it, put it down. And then you say, get, get it out your mouth. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get it out your mouth, oh Lord. Get it out your mouth, get it out your mouth. And then the best one is like, sit down. Sit down before I, sit down before I do, sit down before I do something and, and, and Lord, the church is gonna know and, and DHS and everybody gonna know. Lord, woo, settle, uh, I, I, I need a moment. I need a moment. So I remember when me and Steph got together and I used to come back from, you know, UPS and I'd be, you know, driving in and the boys and Bree, they would just like bombard me coming through the door. And I was like, and I already had told her and she, I was like, man, I'd, I'd try to sneak in and get in the bathroom. I was like, I just need 15 minutes. <laughs> man, I just need 15 minutes. You don't, you don't know what I went through riding around in Ames in every little small corner of that part of the country up there and being chased by dogs, big dogs, little dogs. Um, true statement, chased by a duck. Um, chased, by, chased, by, chased by a goat. A goat, yeah. <laughs> a goat. Ooh, that was crazy. Chased by a goat, amen. <laughs> so I used to tell them, I'm like, and I, I think they thought I didn't want to know what was going on in their world and their life, and I just said, I need to decompress. So I'm going to teach you guys how to decompress, like Apostle does when she uses the bathroom as a purification closet. I use it to decompress and go, okay. And then I do my little walk around in the house and make sure that there aren't no extra uh, dents or holes or anything that... um, I didn't see that morning when I left, amen? Or, you know, something that she might have made that was delicious, and I get home, and then there's like that much of it. And I'm like, me and her do the work, but they doing all the eating. What's up with that? So then we go out and eat, you know, we're like, hey, we'll be back. We're going to run to the store. Lord forgive us. But we'll run to the store, and then, you know, we're at Applebee's or somewhere having fun, amen. <laughs> amen. So let's get back to the uh, let's get back to our uh, the mindset, amen. Um, the mind the our uh, but our mindset at the time is um, is to push the constant and uh, persistent behaviors to the limit and to see how far we can go. Just like I said, when we sit there and our little our kids, they'll try to you know, like always, they'll try to put that something in that light socket or that thing to get, you know, we, we'll go and we'll push it to the limit. We'll, we, we do it at work too. We'll, we'll go as far as we can go. And it's like, if they tell you to go do something, you're like, well, the other shift didn't do that. Why do I got to do that? Why do I have to do that? So then you go, well, I'm gonna go sit down. 
And then they come back, did you not get that? I'm like, oh, you said today. You wanted me to do that right now. Okay, okay, I, I got you, I got you. So I do it. But yeah, we push stuff to the limit. So uh, that one great chapter in the Bible that uh, since we want to push stuff to the limit, Proverbs 13 and 24, New King James Version is, he who spares his rod hates his son, but he, but he loves him and disciplines him promptly. As we would say in the neighborhood or whatever, spare the rod, spoil the child. Amen. I don't know where that is in the, in, in, uh, the New King James or the, I think that's probably in the, uh, the, the family Bible or somewhere where, you know, but that, I've heard that so many times, spare the rod, spoil the child. I'm like, I've been always trying to look for that, and I'm like, that ain't it. What is this version? I like the other version. So, but, you know, we've heard it so many times, and, you know, it's, it's funny that we've heard it, and it says, spoil the rod, spoil the child, but, you know, it's like, man, but he loves, he loves us and disciplines us promptly, but he, but he loves us, and I'm like, that ain't love, that hurts when you get in discipline, that hurts when you get, I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but I know me and my brothers, our, our little whoopings was uh, legendary in the, in the neighborhood, we found out later that some of our little raggedy friends would sit out in the driveway and hear me and my brother doing the, you know, doing the belt dance, <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are raggedy, I thought we were cool, Y'all going to tell us, and I'm glad they told us later because probably back then we probably would have been out there rolling around on the grass, rolling around on the grass, or I would have took the dodge Come back. And, and hit him, okay? <laughs> so I would have got him. I would have got him. Don't do me like that because Lincoln Moody was like no joke. <laughs> he, had that, he had that strong, strong right hand, boy. But anyway, um, yeah, how could we say that, you know, if he loved us, that it, that it hurt? But as uh, me and uh, George and Terry would say, there's nothing wrong with getting a little tuned up. There's nothing wrong with being a little tuned up. I mean, that's kind of harmless. But if we also let our mindset um, just do whatever and not promptly correct the behavior and the patterns, uh, will become a habit. So it is in the, in the scripture why he says, you know, that disciplines us promptly because if we don't cut and nip it in the bud, as we would say, uh, and we just kind of let it go, we're kind of going to go, you know what? Mom and dad ain't going to do nothing. Teacher's not going to do nothing. My boss ain't going to do nothing. So we just keep doing what we're doing. And then we figure, oh, it's okay. They ain't said nothing. The other shift done it. The other kid done it. I seen my brother do it. I'm not snitching on him, but I seen him do it. So, yeah, I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep on rolling, and that pattern just happens. And even when we're doing stuff that we think, but then a lot of times we'll use, well, in God's name, and that's wrong because when we're doing something wrong, we can't tie God to our little crazy uh, mischief stuff that we're trying to do. Amen. So we have to nip all that stuff in the bud. A lot of times what that happens in, in, and ends up turning into is rebellion. Ladies and gentlemen, it turns into rebellion. That's when the enemy says, okay, you know what? As the devil walks to and fro, 
and he's got his little employees in different spots. And he's like on his uh, sprint phone. He's like, we got one. We got one. He's in Des Moines. We got one. So then what happens? We get back on the roller coaster again because we didn't want to nip the stuff in the bud. And, you know, so then, now we're back in rebellion. So now we're back on the roller coaster again, just riding and riding for free and ain't getting nothing done, but we're riding. So what areas affects, what areas do affect us when we just are in habits and we're not promptly, promptly, you know, stopping what we're doing? It affects us at home because if, I'm, if my wife asks me to do something and I half-heartedly do it or don't do it at all, then I'm not doing my job as a husband. And then if she doesn't say anything and just lets me keep doing it, then grass is going to be this high. Bridge is going to be, we're going to have to probably pay somebody to take the garbage out. I'm like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Or like, or like OC will get this. With, they ask the kids something, and OC and uh, uh, Seth go, Hey, who's going to go get this? Like, not it. Not it. I love that when they do that. I'm like, what was that? They're like, not it. Not it. So that means I ain't doing nothing but not it. Or they like, uh, who's going first? And then you step back, and then that person's still standing there. But at work, if we don't follow the procedures and, and uh, um, protocols and everything, you know, we can fall into habits. We can be late to work all the time. We can just not do anything at work, or we can just be that person at work that everybody doesn't want to be around, amen? And then even in the community, when people are asking us to be somewhere, and if you have a title, or people are looking for you to do um, the stuff that you, you, know, you said you were going to do, and then you're not doing it, and you're late, and we can't count on you, and, but we have to... We have to do better, folks. And then with God, most of all, you can't just leave our Lord and Savior just out there hanging because he's done so much for us and he, right. he loves us so much. And even though we constantly do stuff and the, you know, the father of lies, he's sitting right there going, look what Pastor Vince did. Look what, look what, look what, look what Rhonda did. Look, look what Randall did. Look what, look what Troy did. Look what O.C. did. Look, look what the kids are doing. And Jesus said, do you remember this? Amen. Amen. Most of all, let us not forget our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. And let's not, let's not, um, we're, okay, we're going to let him down. Amen. We know that. We're going to let him down. But get back up. That's it. Get back up. Because if he gives you another day, that's another day to fight. Hallelujah. People of God, it's another day to fight. Amen. The warfare is real, people, and as you see on the news and everything, if we stay tuned to it and we just stay fixed on that, that it, it, can, it can drive you down a rabbit hole and just drive you crazy. Like, well, I'm not even going to go outside, period, because the world's just going to Hades, and I just, I'm not, I just can't do it. So it is, the warfare is real, and as long as we're on earth here, there's going to be spiritual attacks that will come. Uh, our opening scripture was to say uh, the, we uh, the weapons of our welfare are carnal or worldly in other, other uh, versions. And the thing is, um, with our missions team, and I know they're going to uh, speak on it probably next week or the next couple of weeks, but um, 
they got back last night, as we seen them, my, my, my lovely wife, and she was, she was cold sitting out there waiting for me, and we were uh, doing, a little, doing a little traffic jam in, in our, you know, on our big giant international airport called uh, the Des Moines International Airport. And, uh, but you know what? I can't, I can't you know, say too much bad about it because the airport is shaping up and looking nice, folks. Amen? So I can say I'm a little proud of that. So the mission team came back. And the thing about it, I know when they speak on this, um, they were prepared and they were ready for the war warfare that was going to be down there. They were going to be ready because they trained, they trusted God's word, and they, um, they, were, in a, they were in a different territory. So you know when you're in a different territory, it's kind of like when uh, you were in high school and the other rival school, you, like, you hate everybody from that school even though you know a lot of the guys live in your neighborhood and you know some of them might be family members, but you're like, I can't, I can't stand that team. But that's like when we go into another country, when they see the people of God show up, the enemy's like, I don't like them, so they're gonna, they're gonna try to fight. But they were, they were all trained and they trusted God, and they believed in God. So, um, yeah, so they believed in God. So um, we had, uh, so you had to fight in the flesh. But probably, um, yeah, but probably, um, yeah, probably you, hold up. So you had to fight in the flesh, but probably in the back of your mind. There we go. That was another one that me and uh, the Holy Spirit was talking about. I said, can I say that? Okay, so he, he knows I want to have fun with this, so that's why I'm kind of getting the twisted up on it. So he had, uh, so we had to fight, and in the back of our mind, when you guys were doing this in the flesh, in the back of your mind, you probably were like, don't let me show you these hands. <laughs> when the people come up, you know, don't let me show you these hands, all right? Don't let me show you these hands. Or, you know, it's like, uh, and then for my Spanish brothers, because I like to talk about San Antonio because I love the people that I was with, and one of my friends said, hey, Vicente, hey, me and so-and-so, man, we're going to throw some chingasos. I'm like, we're doing what? Are we going to eat? I mean, what's chingasos? And he finally told me, I was like, oh, I said, man, I can't wait to get back to Des Moines, man, and start telling the brothers from the east side, be like, what up, man? We get ready to throw some chingasos. And they're like, huh? Man, Vincent, what are you talking about? We get ready to throw some chingasos, man. Amen. We get ready. We get ready to fight. But that's, I mean, and that's what we have to do. We have to, we have to fight. We have to fight the good fight of faith. And then, you know, we have to do it spiritually, but, you know, naturally we have to, too. I mean, I ain't saying going, you know, I'm getting ready to say, but you don't have to go and just, you know, knock somebody out, you know, but you can lay hands on them in the name of the Lord and put them down just as, just as lightly. Or, pastor's going to get mad at me, but a lot of times uh, we had a few people that at work that would run their mouth, and I'm like, man, you just don't know me. I mean, I'm mild-mannered and everything, but I had to tell the guy one time, I said, all right, this is it. I said, you know what's going to happen? You need to go outside, practice falling down, and then I'm going to meet you after work. I need you to practice falling down first. Because it's... Back to the mindset. Back to the mindset. But that was my mindset at the time. That's what I'm trying to say. That was my mindset at the time. Okay, you just... But at, at that time. So, let's go with uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Amen? The apostle's going to get me later, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm good. 
just buy her some flowers. And say, happy Valentine's Day, baby. Week late. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, New King James Version. Finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But put on the whole armor of God that, that, that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and, well, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your, girding your waist with truth, but uh, girding your truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. About all, uh, above all, taking the shield of faith with, uh, with which you which you uh, will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. It's like a double-edged sword. Um, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end and preserve and supplication for all of the saints. Um, some of this I like with, um, you know, the shield, because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a comic book guy, so I'm a Marvel's comic DC guy, so when I look at that, I'm like, Captain America, put the shield up. Captain America. And then with the, you know, with the sword, you know, there's a couple of them that do the sword, but then, you know, I got to do the sword. I got to do it with, with Thor. I had to have him go. Nim Nim ain't, Nim Nim ain't coming through the door right now, you know. <laughs> and then the helmet, you know, you got the helmet, then you got, you know, I do the helmet with, um, with the Black Panther when he puts the thing on and everything. And there's a couple <laughs> other guys that had the helmet. I, I, me and the Lord, we go there. And I know the Holy Spirit, like, to what we were doing, get back to what we were doing. You asked me to come here, and then you're you're going on a tangent, <laughs> or you're just like, woo. It's like, oh, Bigfoot, where? Anyway, <laughs> the only one knows that me, me and Apostle. But um, <laughs> God's word will have you have us ready for any bumps on the road uh, that will surface from us. Pastor Kamika said last week we were created to never fail or lose. I thought that was so powerful. Because if you look in Genesis, when he made us, he said, let us make. So when she said that, I was like, wow, Kamika, that's, that's good. That we are created to never fail or lose. And then she said, um, and to understand our assignment as well. So to, um, to understand this, this part of the assignment of a victory mindset, there's a word that is always around that we call flesh or the world. And I found this ironic. I don't know. 
a lot of you, a lot of you scholars, or um, I didn't know about this, but I learned about this when I was studying this last week. Um, then when you hear the word flesh, take the word flesh, take the H out, and read it backwards. And what you got? Self. So when they say we wrestle against flesh and blood, I mean, there is the principalities and stuff, but a lot of times we just can't blame it on, ha-ha, it's the devil. So if we take that flesh out and we put self in there, now we got to work on our, our mindset is, okay, what are we going to do with self? How are we going to work on self? Because our biggest fight is with us, is with us. I was, I was, a, I was a graphic arts uh, student in college, and what we would do when we would draw or do something, we call it, and everybody does it even in meetings, we critique what, what's there. Amen. So a lot of times I would get, I, I would think all the other kids was like, man they're, man, they're good. They're good. And I'm like, you know, so I put my stuff up there, and then my teacher would critique it, and he would tell me, you know, how he, how he liked it and everything. And there was me and this other guy. Uh, half the time he wouldn't go to class. Half the time I'd be in class, but half the kind of time I'd be in the gym. And he would come, and I'd be running down the court, shooting hoops and looking and go, Oh, supposed to be in class. Yeah. But anyway, when, when, we, uh, when we critiqued it, and I was, I was all about self back then because it was like when I got out of high school, I was like, college? Cool. You ain't got to call me to wake up? I, I got to do it on my own? Bet. This is good. That's when I started watching Young and the Rest was because of, because of college. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny because... All the brothers, because I was hiding it, because I didn't know, but there were some brothers from South Carolina, Omaha, and other places, and they were like, hey, man, uh, hey, man, you watch Young and the Restless? I'm like, no, nah, uh, yeah, you watch it? So we start scheduling our classes around Young and the Restless and go, oh, man, it was funny, because I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to be the square dude from Des Moines, you know, and other guys from Des Moines was there, but, you know, I said, oh, man, everybody watch that. But yeah, we have to work on self, folks. And a lot of times we put the battle on the devil and his employees because that's what he's got, some unemployed cherubs that are running around here acting a plain, stark fool. But a lot of, a lot of it is ourself, amen? We need to work on self, amen? Uh, yeah. So... We think about ourselves and what has been said about ourselves. That's, that's the one thing that, that hurts us with about self. What we've said about ourselves and what we have other people, you know, say about us kind of dictates where the direction that we go. And, you know, I've, I've been there to where, you know, somebody has said something. Oh, real quick, getting back to um, the little art thing. And before I get to that, so the one guy was real good. And I guess I found out that I was really, real good. And he wouldn't hardly come to class. So our teacher, it was funny, because he was uh, uh, in Kansas City. He was working for Hallmark Cards or the, the school. Found out my cousin was with him. And I was like, man, the world is small. I told him his name. He said, yeah, he was, he was one of my friends. And, but anyway, to make a long story short, he said, 
And the guy happened to be in the class the day I was there. He said, if these two guys would really press forward, he said they'd have the world in the palm of their hands. So I'm seeing all these kids, and I'm thinking it's way better than me. And I'm seeing their artwork, and I'm like, okay. And he sat there and picked me and him out, and we were the ones. I'm playing basketball instead of being in class. He's just not showing up because he just don't want to show up. And he's like, if, if they would just press through. He said they had the world in the palm of their hands. Ain't that crazy? How do we, we just self-destruct ourselves? Because we think that somebody else is that good. And, you know, God, he made all of us different. And he gives us all measures, different measures. So, you know, my measure might not be like Apostles. My measure not, might not be like Rhonda's. Might not be like Debbie or Angie or, or OC or Kamika or Jamal or anybody else. But we all have different measures. And there's just so much that, you know, the Lord knows that we can, we can take. And he doesn't give us no more than we can bear, amen? And that's what I love about him. Because I was happy with my homeboys shooting hoops and not going to class because I knew I could do the artwork. That was easy. But you know what? That's what we do with, that's what we do with God, too. And I, I do it as well. And I'm, 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 I'm at fault, too. Because a lot of times when it's, when it's easy, you just kind of like, I can breeze through that. It's cool. But then when the heat, or as they say, when the, um, the metal or whatever, the rubber touches the road, and when you get put to the test, then that's when you're like, okay, I need to, I need to work on it a little more. Amen? Because we take, we take this self-mindset and we just run with it. Amen? We just, if nobody stops us, we're just going to run with it. Because self, we're like, hey, it's just all about me. And then you forget that it's all about God. He made you, but it's all about God. God's word um, says that we speak life and death, life and death in the power of the tongue. Um, let me tell you, we got to stop beating ourselves up. And even though we make mistakes um, in the past, we just got to know that God, God truly loves us. Amen. So Psalms, Psalms 31, I mean, Psalms 131.14 in the New King James Version, and it reads, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous, marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So even though all the mistakes and all the stuff that people may have said about us, and it might be family, friends, or whoever, my God said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. He's got my soul. Amen. Our Father loves us so much, he wants, uh, wants us to have, have victory. We must press forward and win and give God glory all the time, giving God glory. Amen. So my, la my last point is, <clears throat> how do we know how do I know I have grown spiritually? Amen. Number one, when I choose not to do the things of the past, when I let go and let God, when I just, the things that I did in the past, I just, I let it go. I, you know, he says, you know, you were a child and you acted like a child, but now that I'm a man, you know, I'm ready, God. Number two, just speaking life to myself and to others. There's been plenty of times in my life and 
me and uh, my wife have had heart-to-hearts, and I, you know, I can say this boldly. I mean, there's been times where I've just like, you know, baby, I don't know. I don't know. But then I had to have her reassure me and, uh, you know, push me out the door. Amen? And I had to do the same thing for her. So um, we gotta stop, we got to start speaking life um, to ourselves and speaking life to others. Um, number three, not being selfish. That's a hard one because we, even though we're adults, we can still get in our little five-year-old box and go, it's mine, it's mine. You can't have it, you can't touch it. It's mine, it's mine, not it. Number four, my daily routine at work, uh, my daily uh, routine at home or work, and having, having it not just be a task, but be a joy of the Lord, amen? Just not having to just be a task and go, man, okay, I woke up, she woke up, all right. But being thankful for every day that the Lord had made, and let us rejoice and, you know, be glad in it, amen? amen. Five. My prayer and study life is easier when I know I've grown spiritually. And that's what I want to do one time, just come up here and just go <laughs> off, off the head and just, you know, flow like I, I see Apostle Scott and sometimes I see, I see Apostle Stephanie do it and then, you know, I see Apostle Brooks and others, but, you know, I'm going to get to that point where it's just going to come right off the top of the head and just, just roll with it. And that's, that's what I'm trying to strive and try to do. And I know my brother back there, that's where he's at. I'm trying to get there. I'm going to chase you down. I'm at, I'm at 320, bro, right now in the prayer thing. I'm going to hit you up. I'm at 320. 320 days. Amen. So, as I said, number five is um, my prayer life and to study. And just where it just comes off easy and just, just flows out of my mouth. And just like, well, um, in the Bible, he said, you know, I said, you know, they said, I'll put the words in your mouth. The Lord will put the words in your mouth. Amen. Amen. So I got, um, I said this is my final point, but I got some scriptures to go with to finish off my points. Amen. Um, you ready? Romans 12, 1 and 2. And we've all known this, being a living sacrifice to God. I beseech you, Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. As long as you are here on this earth and as long as he hasn't taken you home yet, be a living sacrifice. Amen. Holy and acceptable. It is our reasonable service. He's asking us this. That's that's what I'm asking you to do. And do not be conformed to this world, but be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, of your mind, that you may uh, provide, you, you may provide what is, uh, that is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Amen. Get a little cotton mouth up here, talking and talking a bunch of stuff up here. The Holy Spirit's like sitting over there like, see, I told you. But anyway, Proverbs 2, 5, and 7, New King James Version. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. 
which I pray for all the time, Lord. Give me, give me knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom from the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Lord, just let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Just let me keep doing, being as humble as possible, Lord, so I can just keep walking uprightly, Lord. Amen? And I just want my people, and I want my family, and I want all of them to be, to be saved, amen? But I want them to walk uprightly, amen, while they're doing it. So to recap what, what we were doing, uh, number one is uh, to fight. Um, the fight is not carnal, amen? Number two, our mindset has to be different. Number three, work on self, work on self. Work on the things of God. Number five, put on the whole armor of God daily. And number six, have that victory mindset, folks. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, glad you gave me this time. Glad you laughed at some of the stuff that I said, because I was laughing at some of the stuff I said, and it was all good. But I just want to leave you with, if you don't know our God, if you don't know him, Let me tell you, as Kamika said, let me tell you about a man. Let me tell you about a man that changed me. And made me do what I was afraid to do. Because I ran from this. I mean, I ran all the way to San Antonio. I got saved. Maple Street Baptist Church. And months later, I was like on a plane flying to San Antonio. I said, here we come. I ran from all this. He takes you out of the comfortable that you want to be comfortable with and makes you uncomfortable and um, you know everybody that comes up here it's a lot of work and even in the field that you're in when you're standing before people it's a lot of work folks but just keep keep pressing keep going and if you want a church home and you want to hang out with pastor vince you know hey this is a church you know we can we can ride around in the in the dodge ram promise we won't go hit people but we can have fun. If y'all like to eat popcorn, eat pizza. Because my wife said, how many pizza you going to eat? I said, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how much. And I'm surprised Apostle Scott didn't call me and say, hey, you eating pizza, Vince? So he was off his mark. So I'm going to have to text him today and go, man, you didn't even check on me, man, to see how much pizza I was eating. But if you want to pray, we have a staff that's ready here to pray for you. And we will touch and agree with whatever God has on your heart and whatever you want to get rid of. And if you want to change your mindset, and if you want victory in your mindset, let us pray with you on today. So I'm going to give the benediction. Thank you online. Thank you, everybody that um, are here today. Lord, I ask that you bless and keep us in all our perfect way, O oh Lord, Father God. Lord, we want, to be, we want to be different. We want to be changed. We want to be more like you, God. We want to be like the people that we see in the Bible and the ones that we study, oh Lord, Father God, in the Bible. And we want to be like, we want to be like Paul. We want to be like all the rest of them, Lord, but we want to be like Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you, oh Lord, Father God, on today, God. And, Lord, give us traveling grace on today, oh Lord, Father God. And let not this one-way thing that we got, Lord, out here in the parking lot, Lord, or in the, 
on Broadway, Lord, just have us going all haywire, oh Lord, Father God. But Lord, we just thank you, God. And Lord, I ask that you promise, promise us another day, oh Lord, Father God, that we can speak life into somebody, God. And Lord, we will give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Hug three people that you didn't come with today. <laughs>